With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. That it does, and I hope you're having a great weekend. We are back behind the powerful microphones of iHeart. That's right. Now, this is a spinoff of the Overnight Show, and since the coronavirus pandemic started, we're doing this eight days a week. You get the radio show podcast five days a week, and then every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, bright and early, at 9 in the morning Eastern Standard Time and then 6 in the morning in the West, we drop the podcast and each day you get new audio content as we are in the air everywhere. The vast power of iHeart, the global reach of podcasting. And the cool thing about this is on demand. You can listen whenever you want. And it's uh, heard. We started out weekly. We started out weekly on the iHeart Podcast Network and now. It's available three days a week, which is cool, and the numbers have gone up, partly because we're doing more podcasts, and I am joined by David Gascan, Gascon. Uh, It's another day, Ben. I'm happy to be here, slaving away over a hot microphone. Don't be stealing. That's Tom Looney's trademark material. You're stealing Looney's material. You don't think he stole that from somebody? No, Looney's not a thief. I, I've known Looney for 20-plus years. That guy doesn't steal material. He only steals stuff from me. Oh. That's it. But he doesn't steal stuff from anybody else. All material is stolen material, one way or another. Oh, st- uh, not all material yes, is stolen material. Yes. There's original content. I know you've never come up with original content, oh, wow. but there is original content that is out there in the world. Wow. It does exist. Well, I, I, yeah, on this podcast, it exists. 
Other That's podcasts, right. other shows, maybe not so much. I don't know what the other shows are doing, and I don't give a crap what the Garden Variety podcast and the generic radio shows are doing. I've never, uh, never really worried about that. You know, and I got to tell you, Guest Gun, since this pandemic started, I, I did a lot of my audio content listening when I would listen to competitors and other people. Oh boy. And I did that in the car and I had like a, a very long commute into the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. <laughs> mm-hmm. But somehow for the last 40 something days, I have not had that commute. So I have not been listening to much of my competition, but I have heard that there's many people right now who are drowning in in the sea they're out in the middle of the atlantic or the pacific and they are apparently overmatched and they're gasping for breath gascon and i've been told by members of the mala militia who are always listening that it is cringeworthy not of course at fox sports radio but some of the other people that work at the competing networks are sputtering and they're taking l's every segment here so uh, i don't know if that's true or not and should i guess in a way it would be schadenfreude if that's the case right taking joy and and, and celebrating other people's misery. Yeah, I, well, since you don't make the commute to work, I can attest to what I hear on the radio yeah. now. Since I drive to work, no, I drive here to we Fox go. Sports Radio I, Studios. I, I, me, me, I, I, I. David Gascon puts the I in sports talk. Oh, I put the I in David as well. I, I drive at least 74 miles uh, to and from work uh, every, nearly every single day, and so I listen to sports talk radio there's this fascinating thing that hosts have done leading up to the nfl draft um well they'll actually have people on their entire show and they will pretend like each of them are part of the nfl teams so, you know, all 32 teams in the first round of the nfl draft oh boy. ben oh maller boy. has the afc west david gascon has the nfc south oh, and then all of a sudden no. we do a mock draft no yes. no this no is, no th- that's th- reckless irresponsible and malicious how dare them th- this is list radio on steroids <laughs> that's what it is right it is an inverted yeah. uh version yeah. of list radio it sucks now before somebody says hey Maller, you did that uh you did. there was we did a bit the other day that happened organically this guy Frank in LA big right. Maller militia guy yeah. and Frank I've known I don't really know him I know him a little bit I've met him a few times he works at Dodger Stadium and Staples Center so he hasn't been working yeah and He's like, hey, we, we were doing these updates on the vending machine, so how about a, like give a vending machine draft? So we did like a segment <laughs> where we were trying to guess which item yeah. would be taken out of the vending machine first, and Eddie had the number one pick, and he picked Doritos, yeah. and then I had the number two pick. I went Famous Amos, and then Koopa Loop, uh, I forget what Roberto picked, but Coop picked uh, the Sun Chips, which was a terrible pick. In the thing, but anyway, I mean, it was a, it was like one segment of radio that we did, and it was just it, I didn't plan it out. It wasn't like we had uh, it, it scripted it out or anything. It just kind of happened. And, yeah. and to be fair, it's a little bit different because we can't leave the studio, so that's the yeah. only thing that we can eat. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, but I, I thought I was very proud of it. I thought it was a good bit. Frank inspired it, but I thought I thought it was pretty funny. And then Coop's like accusing me of cheating because he said that there were only like four. people packs of famous Amos in that row and then there were some other cookies and then Eddie's like Eddie chimes in of course you know Eddie who thinks I'm always cheating so paranoid
paranoid. He's yeah. got this complex where he thinks I'm cheating about everything. Yeah. So then it becomes convoluted, right? And this whole thing, it's like perplexing to Eddie. And he's like, well, the whole row's got to be gone. We didn't draft a row. <laughs> we drafted a single food item. And all I had, guess gone, hand to God, all I had was a photo that I think it was producer Vince sent out. And that's it. I, yeah. I I was just looking at the photo Vince set out. I haven't been there in a while. Hopefully, yeah. I will be able to go back uh, soon. But I haven't been there in a while, and so you know, I was like, that's all I had. And, and these guys are accusing me of conspiring to cheat at a fucking video, uh, a, a, a picture bit that we did off a vending machine. <laughs> well, Pathetic. let me l- let me give you a little bit of uh, insight. Let me give you some uh, some trade secrets here. The SEC probably wouldn't be happy with this. All right. Um, the day that producer Vince had tweeted out that photo, that same night I, I worked here at the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, and uh-huh. I I immediately raided that vending machine. I took four Kit Kats and two <laughs> Cheez Its. So just a heads up when this thing circles back to you, you got some you got some intel for you because uh, yeah, it's <laughs> so you you big you're big Cheez Its guy. You're all I love Cheez Its. Yeah, yeah. Cheez Its are great. Cheez Its Pringles. Yeah. Um, I do like Doritos, but here in the vending machine, that usually goes pretty quickly. So I'll take usually what the guys won't take, and that's trail mix, the granola bar, and then the Kit Kat. Because yeah. well, it's not and, the original Kit Kats, the mint ones. Yeah. You know, mint is one of those things. Like, I like mint. My wife does not like mint. And I'm not a fan of, of the mint, but I, I'm all about the mint. And remember, though, the, the, the good thing about combining the cheeses with the chocolate from the um, the candy is the three our three favorite fruit groups are salt, sugar, and fat, right? That's, that's that, right. And so you combine the salt of the cheeses with the sugar of the candy, and all you need is fat, and then you're... You know, eat like a side of red meat or something like that. You're good to go. It's like the perfect meal right now. I know. (laughs) It is. It's a perfect meal. But I always thought of you as, you know, you're like an artsy-fartsy guy, Gascon. You're like oatmeal, eggs, berries, avocados, that kind of stuff. That's that's usually what you eat. Well, well, the best part is that day when I raided the vending machine, I was actually, I broke the fast that night. It was a, I think it was like a 22-hour fast. I went to a spot nearby the work studio to eat some some vegan food, and then yeah. immediately after that, I pounded the sweets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love the fact that you are you're like the master of the humble brag. You are the master. Like I like how you just randomly work in the fact that well, uh, yeah, I was breaking a 22 hour fast. That's how it was going. I like how you slide that in. I like like I wouldn't notice that you were doing that. I think the beautiful thing, and you can attest to this, is when you have a four hour show, your obligation to not only your staff but also to the network is to tell a fine story and that's exactly what i was doing because i didn't want to leave anything yeah. out so i came back to the original point of what caused me to do that uh-huh. so so you're patting your now you're patting yourself on the back the narcissist you are you're patting yourself on the back no, for telling a fine no. story if if, <laughs> if i was patting myself on the back for that i would have said like uh-huh. this is exactly how it should have uh-huh. went but uh, it didn't go according to plan i i will i will admit though i had a tremendous workout in the middle of the day i was exhausted I actually had a fireman tan after on my arms because, you know, working on a yeah. tank top and in the backyard. I was fatigued, Ben. It was uh, it was one of those days where I was shitting a lot of pounds and 
added mm-hmm. some muscle and then I fasted all day, you would have been very, very proud of me. You, you know, I love the fasting thing. I am not that I want to brag like you, but I think I'm coming up on 400 fasts since I started this. And oh, uh, I, I like the fact that I can eat whatever I want when I don't fast pretty much. But the problem is I've lost my, my jumbo sized appetite now. Yeah. Which sucks. It really. I feel like I'm. I'm becoming uh, like everything I hated. Like I. I used to be able to eat gratuitous amounts of food, yeah. and I would. I. I. I could never get enough. Yeah. And now I actually feel full, which sucks. Yeah. I never felt full before. It's really bothering me. Like I. I look forward to the weekend because I have my cheat day where I can eat whatever I want, and then. I don't end up eating that much, and it's like, what the fuck? You know, I spend all week not eating, and now on the weekends, I don't even want to eat. I'm on like the Buddha diet or something like that. It's crazy. I think one of the important things that we always learned in in different facets of the game of of sports and entertainment and news is is active listening, and I think it's important to acknowledge you are becoming the things that you used to hate. I mean, now you're you got these webcams at your house. Oh. <laughs> you're inquiring about television. You want to do more. Like, I absolutely love this. You're what? You're uh, you're, you're coming on the ripe old age of 45, but you no, are like a no, seasoned no. wine. Like, I, I need to invest in you. You're like you're like a you're like a double barrel of scotch right now. Uh-huh. The Ben Maller. Yeah. You're like 35, 40. You, you just yeah. You're mm-hmm. aging quite well. I well, I love the evolution because it's taken you. A fucking while, two well, years to I, be oh, exact. Fuck you. I have said, Gascon. I my life. You know who knows what's happened. I could check out at any moment. But my life is better now in my forties than it was when I was in my twenties. I was morbidly yeah. obese. I had no no life. I I, I probably went in from the age of like twenty to thirty. I averaged going to. 270, 280, possibly 300 sporting events a year as a radio guy, yeah. reporter, talk show host, and all that. I all I did was I'd do the radio show and I'd go to work. I'd go to a game, a Dodger game, an Angel game, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Lakers, Clippers, Kings. Every night there was a game, pretty much during the year, and it sounds great because I love sports. But there's got to be a little bit of balance in there, and uh, so. But uh, yeah, it's it's wild how yeah life, the zigzag of life, and all yeah. that stuff. And so. here I come, you know, just you know, sweeping into the oh, second yes. half of your life. <laughs> uh, you know, first it was the misses, first it was Aaron, then here comes David Gascon down the straightaway, uh-huh. and. Uh-huh. Uh, we're yeah. just here for you. Like this is uh, this is an amazing yeah. turn. And so when you write your book, this is the climax in your book. Yeah. Well, I, I will do a whole chapter about how pretentious David Gascon is. I will put that in there. That is going to be there. Working with a narcissist. Yeah. How to handle a conceited human being. How do you handle, how do you handle that? I, I do have some bad news. I actually took a drive down memory lane, which is the 405 freeway. I remember the 405 freeway. I always try to avoid it. That is a point of demarcation. Yeah. That is a, a demilitarized zone. Yeah. Uh, and. And you, on one side, you've got humanity. On the other side, you've got the one percenters. And you live on the side of the one percenters. Yeah, but the unfortunate thing is, is that we got tumbleweeds around our, our spot in, in Tito's Tacos right now. It is uh, Really? Yeah. Oh, you went to Tito's? I drove by. I had to take a peek. It's not open? No. Like, oh, no. Tito's is not open. No. Oh, my God. No. And you got boards up, too. So Really? Yeah, like I don't know if it's boards so people don't break in or if it's boards because they've closed up shop. 
no, like, literally. Really? So, yeah, like I, I think I saw your no. wife tweeting out about a, an Italian restaurant that you guys go to that's also closing up. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's terrible for the restaurant business. I mean, that Italian place in uh, in was it East Hollywood? I, I've been going there for years, man. I love that place. Yeah, that's that's my spot, and uh, it sucks. And you know, that's another reason. You know, people there's this great debate, right? You know, there's people freaked out because of health and what's going to happen. We're worried. Everyone's concerned about the coronavirus, and then you got other people like, well, if we don't open up business soon enough there's gonna be nothing to come back to so like there's that balance that they have to strike which sucks but i feel terrible for these restaurant guys and it's not just restaurant people i mean you're talking about uh uh, unreal levels of uh, business closing unemployment it's out of control man it's just nuts well people gotta eat but uh that also includes the sports world too and i know that uh, the guests that you brought on (laughs) So there's a, an extra scoop of something special for the yeah. Crowd. I am I'm excited. You know, this is the podcast is a little extra. We don't get paid for it. I don't get paid for it. It's pro bono work here, in addition to the radio show. But one of my favorite people I keep track of on social media is this guy Sports Talk Barry. If you've listened to the radio show, you know I've talked about Sports Talk Barry. I have done tributes, homages to Sports Talk Barry. Uh, he is. The king of trolling, he's the king of of fooling and goofing on real media people, prominent people who don't pay attention. He exposes the lazy in sports media with some of his pranks. Over the last couple of years, he's really become a, a big a social media star. I started paying te- to a t- attention to him a couple of years ago and uh, have been a fan ever since, although it's hard to keep track of him because he has to bounce all over the place. It's like a whack-a-mole game uh, with the Twitter accounts that keep getting shutting, uh, shut down. But he's uh, the king of sports comedy. And so let's uh, give it up to Sports Talk Barry. And I guess, Barry, the first question that must be asked is how did this whole thing begin? How did the Sports Talk Barry character start? Well, it's uh, kind of an interesting journey I've had on Twitter over the last seven years or so. I started off by the name Sports Talk Joe, and I was I had my real face as my Abby, and I basically had the same, you know, I, had, I went by Joe. That's, all I, that's what I was. And for about four years or so, four and a half, five years, I was basically just a guy, like another sports tweeter, your average sports tweeter. I had around a couple thousand, nine thousand, ten thousand followers, and that's pretty much what it was like for the first four and a half, five years. And then finally, about two years ago, I decided, hey, you know, why don't I switch it up a little bit? Why don't I try something different? And so I was looking up uh, dirty, funny names, and I wanted one that wasn't completely obvious, like Bend Over or Mike Hunt or anything like that, where it would kind of give it away right away. So I was looking through all these dirty names, and I found one that was Barry McCockner. And I was like, oh, wait, even I had to like take a step back for a second and read it over again. I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. And there's been plenty of examples over the past few years where some people will follow me for like months at a time and they'll be in my mentions like, I just realized what your name is. And so 
that's that's uh, always that's always a, a it's an honor when I hear that. But so that was how I got the name. Just I just found it. I just thought it was funny. That's how I got the name Barry McConner, and uh, that's why I started to go by Sports Talk Barry. And uh, anybody who knows about Sports Talk Barry knows that you know the Abbey, and the Abbey is. Uh, an actor who portrays a doctor in this really, really seedy-looking commercial that airs for this place called the Addiction Network, and there was this again, like this this commercial had I'd seen this commercial thousands of times over the previous three or four years, and I, I for the longest time I thought it was just like some crappy vocal commercial because the production quality on it was just so bad. And so I decided to screenshot a pic of the, the actor, uh, of the doctor in the commercial, and I tweeted I posted it on Twitter, and a bunch of my followers were like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I see that guy's commercials. And I thought, well, this is kind of interesting. So it, it just, it kind of, it wasn't really planned, but I decided, you know what, why don't I just make this guy my new Abby? And so when you pair that with the name, it just kind of worked, and one thing led to another, and I was basically, my profile just, just exploded until I had, you know, 70,000 followers out of nowhere, really. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, you, and you have become a uh, Twitter legend, but uh, there are good things and bad things about that. I, I know I from doing the radio show, uh, it's a cesspool, 
and uh, just get bombarded with uh, with trolls. So, but you've always got to be on the move, right? You got to be a step ahead of the Twitterazzi that are out to get you. Not only you got two things, right? Because you got the knuckleheads that are are gonna not like what you're doing, and then you got the Twitter police who keep shutting you down. So you have to you have to hide in the shadows a little bit. I tell you what, it's been that's obviously been by far the most frustrating part about Twitter is that because at the core of what I do, all this trolling, all the stuff I tweet, I, I do it because I like making people laugh and I like enjoying I like making people's day better even in the smallest sort of way. And when somebody tells me, Hey, you know, your tweets make me laugh, your tweets make my day better, that's really what I do it for. And obviously, you know, making money isn't bad either, but uh, the 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 feeling of of you you build up all these followers and you you make a lot of content that people enjoy and you build up you know hundreds of thousands of followers. I've had maybe I've had like over twenty accounts now because they keep getting suspended, and it's been that same way. And and ever since even since you followed me, I've been suspended a, a few times. So. Yeah, but well, in fact, I've I've actually yeah I've had I had to write your number down. We were trying to schedule this interview, and then uh, I went back and I was like trying to go through because I didn't write it down right away. And then the account that you we were talking on was gone. So then I was yeah. like trying to I was trying to scramble to find the number to get a hold of you. And this, I think you've had five or six. It seems like you've had five or six, maybe not. Just since we started communicating, you've bounced all over the place because, like, do they have they given you any guidelines? Do they say that you're banned because you're doing these pranks, or is it is, are people reporting you? What do you think the reason is that you keep getting thrown into the Twitter jail? Well, Twitter has this ridiculous evading suspension policy, and my uh, <clears throat> my original account, which I had for. Three or three and a half years. Like I got the account in like May of 2013. I remember exactly when I got it because I'm a big NBA fan, and that was during the 2013 conference finals between the Pacers and the Heat. I remember it like yesterday. So it was like May of 2013, and it got it didn't get suspended until like right after the 2016 election. And so really, since the 2016 election, so that's what about almost three and a half to three and a half years now. Over the last three and a half years, I've had about I guess like over at least over twenty accounts because Twitter has this thing where if you were suspended originally and you come back and make a new account, it doesn't necessarily matter if you make any content on that new account that violates the guidelines. It's the fact that you even made a new account in the first place. So yeah. the fact basically all my accounts now are like ticking time bombs because and it's not people think, oh well, Ron's like, stop getting suspended. Stop tweeting stuff that'll get you suspended. And I keep telling them, like, guys, I don't tweet stuff that gets me suspended. It's just, yeah. I don't, like, it just, that's just how Twitter's wired. Like, they find out, they somehow find out that it's me again. And and they, you know, they go right to work and, and banning me. And as I was saying before, it's incredibly frustrating when you build up these huge account followings and then it just gets nuked by Twitter and you didn't even, it's not even because you did anything offensive. It's not because you said anything offensive or you, or you did something immoral. It's just, it's just that you're doing, you're evading the stupid evading suspension. I mean, it makes no sense. And so, but that's why, you know, recently I've started to really, uh, I've started to really push my YouTube channel a lot more. I've started to, uh, I've started to really promote my backup accounts more because I, I on Twitter, because I know 
that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sick of starting over from scratch, so I'm thinking, well, I might as well get ahead of Twitter before so I don't have to start over from zero followers every single time now. I can start a new account with, you know, 30,000. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Well, you got to be proud, though, because I've, I've heard, you know, I've, I've worked in the radio business a long time, and I've heard some guys recently in the last couple of years since you really hit the Sports Talk Barry thing became big, and you have hornswoggled uh many of the people i know and they and i I love it because now they have to they actually have to pay attention more and they have to say blue check mark i've heard guys on the air say blue check mark because the greatest thing to me the the thing i find the most enjoyable about your stuff and and you know having worked with a lot of people who are unfortunately very lazy in sports media and and, you know it's the easiest thing in the world just look for a blue check mark but it's shocking how many people don't even see it and then they get completely bamboozled by something that you put out there it's it's fascinating it's a fascinating thing for me i i laugh i think it's great yeah that's why you know, people, that's a lot of people ask me people who don't who don't like me are thinking do you ever get tired of doing this and i always say well no because it's it's funny it first of all it's funny like i find it funny that like you said 
uh, you know, a lot of these people whose one job is to get the accurate news out there can't take two two seconds, not even that, to check if the source is legit. So it's like if you can't, you know, don't get mad at me when I make a tweet and you weren't careful enough to check it. And it's not like if, it's not like I'm doing anything uh, malicious or anything like that. It's just you know, it's, it doesn't it doesn't hurt anybody. It's not like I'm um you know doing anything illegal. It's just. You know, just check your sources better, man. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, well, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other, the other yeah. thing too is, and I'll give you credit for this, is that you're you're on. You got a pretty good pulse of you. You have a pretty good idea of what's going to go big, and uh, the, the Kaepernick stuff a couple of weeks ago. That's always low hanging yeah. fruit. Um, so you're you're right in the in the wheelhouse where people are looking for stories, and then they see something, and then they're like, oh, you know, they 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 get so excited, especially now because of what's going on with the coronavirus where people yeah. are looking for sports stuff and then you're uh, you know how much time do you spend going through this stuff to try to figure out what you're going to tweet out um well i don't know so a lot of it is just spur of the moment things and the ironic thing about the the Kaepernick tweet I mean, last week or whatever it was in my prior account i was basically on a, on a heater for a few days there where it was like every everything I did just fooled a bunch of people. I, the Kaepernick one was obviously uh, the most popular one, but I had one about Cam Newton going to the Patriots. There was one about Gronk going to the Bucks, which was before its time. There was another one about Tua Tagovailoa having an arrest warrant because he was violating social distancing guidelines, <laughs> which Tom Brady just did the other day. And so it, it, it is kind of weird how like, a lot of the stuff that I do tweet actually ends up later on happening. Um, but in terms of, like, how do I know what to tweet? I don't really know. I just, I, I, I always say you have to make it, I, I always go for, you have to make it just plausible enough. But you kind of have, but it's not really, it's not really funny if it's just, I don't really like doing just plain old fake interactions. I like to throw in some type of humorous element into it if I can, because that just makes it even funnier. Like another one I did was, you know, Rudy Gobert uh, spread the, the COVID-19 virus by kissing teammates on the lips. And I pretend, I pretend to be Woj, Adrian Wojnowski. And that, that I had people in my mentions all the time, like, oh my God, I can't believe Rudy Gobert was kissing teammates. And like, it's just one of those things where I, I like to add a humorous element if I can, but I make it just realistic enough, and that's what I always aim for. Um, and and yeah. you know that's that's what I always try to go for. I don't really have a set uh, a set plan, or I don't really think about a lot of this ahead of time. Yeah. But you know, nights like tonight where you got the NFL draft. Uh, I mean, this is like a holiday for trolls like me. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. 
certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is another chance. What, what, is, what do you consider your masterpiece? I, I love the, the Kaepernick thing, which was a couple weeks ago, when you had, I think it was Donna Brazil from you know, the big political, you know, Democratic yeah. person. She, she retweeted what you had said. Who, who's the one that shocked you the most? That, you know, whether, it doesn't have to be a media person, but somebody in the you know, politics or whatever that, that fell for a sports talk Barry prank. Well, but the uh, the Donna Brazil one was was a surprise because she's probably the, the biggest politician that I've pulled thus far on any one of my tweets. And before before I get into my my most famous tweet, I have to say the interesting thing about the Kaepernick troll, you know, the thing with the entire graphic with the Jets and that is that I literally did that same exact troll like nine or ten months ago with the same exact graphic. And back then, it fooled a bunch of people too. So it was a, it wasn't like a new troll; it was a recycled troll, and yet it still blew up for a second time. Well, you so, know, I have, I have a theory actually, Umber. I want to stop you. I have a theory here. When it comes to Kaepernick, there are so many people that have this derangement syndrome that believe he's got to be back in the NFL. That any time they see any story related to Kaepernick, they get excited. They're like this is their yeah. hero, and so you're you're tugging at people's heartstrings here because I, I I hear that all the time. You're doing the radio show. Every once in a while, I'll bring up Kaepernick's name, and you know, a certain percentage of people just freak out. They, anytime they just hear his name, they're like, oh, we got to get him back in the NFL. It's wild. It's really wild. Yeah, I mean, that, and it's the same thing. It's the same thing with, with Trump as well, and that's why I try to every now and then I'll try to incorporate like uh, an athlete kind of supporting Trump because I know it's I know how how volatile 
just that name is to a lot of people. And I'm, I, and when it comes to politics, I don't I don't necessarily uh, prescribe to any particular party because I don't really follow politics. I don't know about it. I think a lot of it's just bullshit. Uh, but but I know obviously that you know Trump is a very polarizing figure, and I know that Kaepernick's a very polarizing figure. So so I know usually when I do that, uh, when I make a troll featuring those guys, that it, it's going to do well. But to, to go back to your original question about what's my my most famous one that I've ever done, my most famous troll, I think any of my longtime followers and people who have followed me for a long time would agree that the the troll that I got Skip Bayless on, which was uh, last June, right after the finals, it was a troll where, and this was around the same time when the entire Chris Paul, James Harden drama was coming about with the Rockets and, oh, you know, Chris Paul wants out and all that stuff. So I took advantage of that to where I made this fake story about how Chris Paul I made like this fake thread where I was impersonating Wojnowski again, and I, I basically had this thread where I said, you know, Chris Paul was making fun of James Harden's man boobs, and he had Harden like, running out of the gym crying several times. And I made this thread, and it got a few bites, and it was funny, and but I, I didn't get anybody like really, really major about it. It just, it, I just thought, all right, well that's it. And so I changed back to my normal profile. And I went, to, I went to bed, and then the next morning I wake up, and my phone's on fire, and my notifications are on fire, and everybody's like, dude, you fooled Skip Bayless. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they go, look, I'm like on, on whatever show he's on now, undisputed. Like, he literally fell for your troll on national television. And I said, I can't, this can't be right. <laughs> I go and I look at it, and there's Skip Bayless on national television talking about how Chris Paul is making fun of James Harden's man boobs. <laughs> and if, 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 you want, if you really want to look, if you want to look at the clip right now, literally on my Twitter account, that's the most recent thing I tweeted, which is by chance. And it's almost—it's ten months ago now, but I still, like, I still can't believe it actually happened. I, I still don't know how that happened, like how that got by the censors there, and how you know, the the the, uh, the check the guys who's supposed to check the validity. I don't know how it happened, but I'm glad it happened. And I think you know, I, I certainly know a lot of my. Uh, all my followers, my longtime followers who've been here for, who've followed me throughout all the, you know, the, the accounts and all the suspensions, uh, that'll, that'll go down in infamy for sure. Yeah, that, that's good. So are you going to stick to sports, Bear? Are you going to move to, you had some success with politicians. We mentioned Donna Brazil. Any chance you branch out, become uh, news talk, Barry, instead of sports talk, Barry? Well, I tried. Well, when I was on my heater on, um, what was a couple of accounts ago now, a few weeks ago, I basically had this, uh, I made this tweet that uh, I pretended to be CNN, where I was basically, I forget the exact quote, but I basically said, uh, you know, if you do, if you, uh, so it had something to do with marijuana, where it's something like study finds that uh, marijuana is like a thousand times more dangerous than than the COVID nineteen virus, and you know, I got I got a few people to bite on it, a bunch of stoners, things like that, and I said, you know, if you do marijuana, it'll make you gay and all that stuff. So I mean, I'll, I'll try, I'll try some of it sometimes, but the thing is, like the the political people are they're, they're a lot more serious about it, and it's a lot more 
I don't know. I think I, 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 every now and then I'll drift off into political Twitter. But I usually try to stay within the realm of sports Twitter because there's a lot of people on political Twitter that I, I don't really feel like getting involved with. It, yeah. But, you know, if, if I get... If I get uh, if I get a politician or somebody like Donna Brazil to fall for it, then I, I certainly would welcome that. And in all honesty, my my white whale, so to speak, of you know who people ask me like who's your who's the one person you want to troll that you haven't trolled yet, and that's Trump. I want I want to troll Trump on something because he has the type of personality where I know that if I can just get something and I can get him at the right time of the day. Or night, where he goes on one of those Twitter, you know, those retweeting uh, rampages that he goes on every now and then. I feel like I can get him. So that's my that's my white will. That's the one I'm chasing. Yeah. But uh, you know, but hey, we'll have, we'll have to wait and see if that ever happens. I hope. Well, that's pretty good. And I, I would advise you know, as much as I think it would be hilarious to see the uh, politicians and the the political media um, fall for for your stick, uh, you you could actually end up in like real trouble though, because uh, like they, yeah. they 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 could prosecute. I mean, you don't want to mess with the federal government. It's one thing to mess with Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting at. It's like you know, some of the sports Twitter. It's like it's one thing to make you know fake trades and things like that, but you know, when you're talking about. You know, actual real life stuff that could maybe fool people. It's like, yeah, you're really, really walking a thin line there. <laughs> so, yeah, I, exactly. I, try to, I have to be extra careful with that. What is other than Twitter? Have you you been contacted by him? Have you gotten any real trouble with any of these people that you've been impersonating, or is it just pretty benign, harmless stuff? Uh, I honestly haven't ever. Surprisingly, no, I never really have. Basically, my only punishment really has been getting suspended. Um, and I think mm. that's maybe a big reason why I don't really hear from these people is because, you know, when I do get you know, when I do an impersonation or whatever, I usually get suspended shortly thereafter, and so I don't know if they really have a chance. I will say though that you know I I, I impersonate Ian Rappaport and I impersonate Schefter, uh, and, and Rappaport especially has been a good sport about it, and he's interacted with me and responded and replied on uh, a lot of my accounts that I'll do. And like I said, a lot of the stuff I do is pretty benign, and it's it's not malicious. Like I'm not going around, uh, you know, making up rumors about like oh well, some of this ex person is actually like a sexual predator. Like I'm not doing a sexual predator or pedophile. Like I'm not doing anything serious. It's just goofy shit. And I think a lot of these people realize that. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, thus thus far, uh, I I haven't ever been contacted or. Um, gotten and really in any trouble besides you know getting suspended. For, well, that's good. For, See, that, that, that's good. You know, I had uh, one of my callers years ago did a bit on the radio uh, with Stern, and the FBI came to his door from a radio bit, something he said on the radio. I was like, so, but I, as long as I think if, as long as you stick to sports, I think you're all right. Now you mentioned making money. And that's obviously what this comes down to. You spend a lot of time sending this stuff out on social media. I know you got a YouTube channel. Is that how you're making money? Is it the YouTube? Like how do you, how are you going to capitalize and market the sports talk Barry Empire? I know you're already underway on that, but what's what's the end game on this? Well, um, like I said, for for the last year and a half or so, I've made uh, about. Around five thousand dollars from selling merchandise. Uh, a lot of that's from selling merchandise, uh, and um, that didn't really happen until I got a big enough following to where I was able to advertise it. 
And so I, I really didn't start that until like a year and a half ago. And the, I hadn't started to monetize uh, my, my YouTube account until just a few months ago. Uh, and that's really, at least so far, that's my biggest regret is that uh, I didn't push my YouTube account sooner because I feel personally that my YouTube account is going to be my biggest platform in the future because Twitter can't get me there. Twitter can't suspend me there. And I always feel like if I can just get a decent amount of my followers on Twitter to migrate over to my YouTube, and I'm already in the last few weeks I've gained, you know, several thousand subscribers, uh, I wish I had started doing that sooner. But I, I really do feel like uh, in, in the future, my YouTube channel is going to be one of the biggest channels in the world. Uh, that sounds sounds kind of crazy, but, you know, when I first started Twitter, I never thought that I was going to be, you know, I, I, at one point on one of my accounts, I got up to a quarter of a million followers. So, you know, it sounds, it sounds far-fetched. It might sound far-fetched now, but, you know, I believe in my content, and I, I have a very, very dedicated following who, you know, they, they follow me everywhere I go, despite uh, the fact that I keep getting suspended pretty regularly. And I think that shows a lot of staying power on my part. And I think a lot of people do enjoy my content. And I think that if, if I'm able to just continue to grow my YouTube account, I think that uh, if I ever get a bigger platform to, to show my talents, I think that a lot of people will see, hey, you know, that this, this uh, Barry guy is, is, is pretty good at what he does. Yeah. Now, at what point, is there any way, I, I don't know how this goes, I, I have very few dealings with Twitter. I, I got verified a number of years ago, but, uh, like, can you, I wonder if you can get a hold of somebody at Twitter and end the game of whack-a-mole. Like, have you, have you thought about that? I mean, I, I don't know if they would even be open to that, the people that run Twitter, but it, it seems like. Well, the, I, would, I would certainly, well, I'd certainly be into it. I don't know. I don't think there's any person you can just, you know, phone and complain. I mean, but, you know, look, you got you got me, and what I do is, look, do I do I do I fool people? Do I fool blue check marks? Yeah, but you know, when you look at fucking Bill Cosby and fucking O.J. Simpson are running around Twitter freely, and it's like, oh, big old you know, big old Barry McCockner is too dangerous to be kept around. When you got a guy, you know, O.J. Simpson who fucking cut his ex-wife's head off, and you got Bill Cosby who's raped countless women, still able to keep their account, you know. That doesn't. Yeah. That's when I get pissed. I mean, that's when I get pissed when I start thinking about my account getting suspended. Yeah. I'm like, all I'm trying to do is make people laugh, and I get punished more repeatedly on here than these guys who are really actually bad people. So and, Co- and Cosby's uh, actually in jail right now, and he's still got his Twitter account sending stuff Harvey out. Harvey right? Weinstein has a verified Twitter account. Believe it yeah. or not, Harvey yeah. Weinstein does. So he does, he's never used it, but he still has one. It's like they were able, they went out of their way to verify Harvey fucking Weinstein, but. Oh, little old Barry McCockner is too dangerous to be kept around. But, uh, yeah, I would certainly, if I could, I would definitely love to get someone here at Twitter and say, hey, can you restore my Sports Talk Barry account, which is my most famous account that I've ever had. I, that was the one where I got up to around 240,000 followers. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would love if they were able to somehow restore that account, but, I mean, that's a pipe dream, unfortunately. So I guess I'll just have to... I'll have to keep, you know, uh, persevering through all this oppression that I have. It's, it's, it's just an incredibly tough thing. <laughs> the Twitter oppression, clearly, yes. Uh, all right, so any 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 thought? I know you, YouTube's great, and you can make money on YouTube and selling stuff like that, but what about going mainstream? And I, I could see, like, a Sports Talk Barry TV show where you, you, you 
prank and kind of punk athletes and do practical jokes and all that. I, any uh, thought about doing something like that? Well, like I, like I said, you know, I, I've, I've always been confident in my ability to produce good content, and I've always felt like I just need, I just need someone from a big uh, company or, or, or who has a big platform to show faith in me. Um, and I have no doubt that if that happens, that I would, I would make somebody's viewing audience very happy because of my dedicated following, my dedicated fan base. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I was certainly in the future. I mean, obviously with this uh, Corona virus, I don't think anybody in the near future is going to be doing any any shows like that. But uh, sometimes, certainly, yeah. I mean, it's one of my one of my dreams is to. I think my I think my my biggest goal for the future is I want to continue to grow my YouTube channel because that's where I get a lot of my best content out. And also, it's it's the best of both worlds in that I'm able to show my creative side. And I'm able to make money off of it, but yeah, I would certainly, I would certainly love to have a show, kind of like a, a punt, or, or something where I'm able to kind of show off my skills as as an instigator, I guess, if you want to call it that. But you know, unfortunately, they don't really have, they don't have. You know, this is why I was going through college. I was always like, "What do you want to major in?" They were always like, "What do you want to major in?" I'm like, well, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really, I'm not really interested in anything besides sports. We're like, well, well, why don't you do something with like sports management? I'm like, well, I don't, not necessarily sports management. I just like making fun of people. I like sports humor, but unfortunately, they don't have any majors like that in college or grad school. So, yeah, I kind of try to form my own niche, and uh, hopefully, I just keep, you know, going at it long enough to where somebody's finally able to to recognize me for for who I am because I know that I know that especially when compared to a lot of the people who do have platforms now, I know that I'm better than them. So. Not you, of course, though. You're, <laughs> well, you're, of course you're, not. You're, no, I, yes. Uh, but I, listen, I find you amusing. I get a kick. I've done uh, monologues on the radio when you, when you, the Kaepernick thing, and uh, some of the other uh, ones where you fooled a lot of people. I think it's uh, hilarious. And, and like I told you earlier. This is the Goldilocks zone for a guy like you. I mean, the next, how long this coronavirus thing lasts, hopefully it doesn't last that much longer, but the, the uh, it's kind of like going to the store and trying to find toilet paper or disinfecting wipes. There's not a lot of inventory. Well, yeah. in sports right now, as you know, there's no games, so there's not there's not too much inventory. So people are are hungry, they're thirsty, and and you can take advantage of that, and you have taken advantage of that. You've done some of your greatest work has happened recently. So continued success here. Yeah, well, I mean, gotta keep gotta keep working hard every day and stay humble, and, and you know all the other cliches that athletes always say. <laughs> That's right. Take it one tweet at a time. I think you have to one do. Tweet all right, at so. A time. So Barry, I like how, we're gonna put the baby to bed here. But again, you want to promote your Twitter account for those that are listening that have never heard of you and they're not familiar with you. Like, how can people follow you? What do you advise them to do? Uh, well, my Twitter account currently, as of whatever today is, what, what's today's date? I, I, I lost track of the dates. At the time of this interview recording, my account because again, it could go down nearly any second. My account currently is. And the handle is Ultra Tough Scene, and my backup account has the handle of Life Talk Berry. Um, uh, I'd, I'd like to also, if I could, promote my my YouTube account, which is just goes by the name Barry McCockner, and uh, 
my YouTube account, I think, is, is really, really, and obviously I'm biased because I'm, you know, cause I'm trying to sell my own account here. But, uh, you know, it has, there, I have highlight reels of guys like Dan Marino and John Elway and Tate Manning where it's literally just half an hour, half an hour worth of videos of just them throwing dimes all over the field that you don't see anywhere else. I got if people, if you, if you hate Jar Jar Banks, I have an in-depth breakdown on episode one where I where I take a big dump on Jar Jar Binks. I have you know if you don't like Tom Brady, which I know a lot of people don't, I have you know videos exposing him. I have videos making fun of Michael Jordan's competition, which has been a pretty big uh, topic in the sports world lately with his new documentary going out. Uh, so I have a lot of I have a lot of content on my YouTube channel that really you wouldn't see anywhere else, and so. I think that if you want if you want good entertainment and you want good content, you should subscribe to my YouTube channel right now, Barry McCockner. Um, if, I, if if my subscriber count keeps going up, I might have to change that name because I don't know if it's if it's necessarily PC, but for now it works. So yeah, uh, Barry McCockner, the YouTube channel is is uh, where you want to go. All right, listen, Barry, uh, continued success, man. We'll have you on again down the line, and uh, big fan. So thank you. Have a have a good weekend. Thank you. You too, Ben. Thanks for having me. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.